If you're a visionary and ambitious entrepreneur ready to untangle yourself from the hustle culture, get into flow state, and have some fun in the process, you've come to the right place. Hi, I'm your host, Ankita Tarol, a Forbes and Entrepreneur Featured Coach and Entrepreneur. I'm bringing the strategy and the woo to help you lead from the heart. Hi there, solo episode today, all around two topics that are top of mind for a lot of us. The first one is not being good enough, not being far enough, not being where we wanted to. And I'm just going to call this comparisonitis for now. And the second one is imposter syndrome. Not feeling like we know everything, not feeling like we deserve to be where we are. And while these two might seem on opposite ends of the spectrum, they often and usually coexist. And really, the reason I want to talk about these today is because I work with mostly women and some men entrepreneurs, and both of these show up so strongly. I'm going to talk about comparisonitis first. And I have a story. I grew up in India where, you know, the stereotypical, like you're expected to get top grades or you're not going to amount to anything. Everything is super competitive. And I kind of imbibed that even though it was probably like a matter of conditioning, like where I was, like my parents never actually told me that I had to be top of class. Like my dad once told me that people that usually are between like fifth and the 15th in class, I don't know how he made up that stat, but fifth and 15th to best. So I just took that to be fact, is kids take what their parents say to be fact. And it was like, oh, you should be really good, but not necessarily the best. I just think it's funny looking back at it. But there was a moment of my life when as a grown up, I was comparing myself to everyone else. And I still do. I'm definitely still very aware of this pattern now, but it still comes up for me. I'm going to give you an example. A few years ago, I had five friends, five, end up on the Forbes 30 under 30 list. And I really felt so sad the day that list came out because everyone was updating social media and their LinkedIn and email and all of this stuff. And when I say friends, I don't mean casual friends. Like I mean people that I grew up with, people that I work with, people I went to school with, like five people of the 30 people, I mean, granted, it's a lot of different categories and they were in different categories. But it just really struck me as me feeling inadequate and feeling behind. And when I tell you that those few months were really, really hard on me, I mean it. I felt like I was behind in how much money I was making and what I was accomplishing. I just felt like, and maybe you can relate to this, I just felt like I was running out of time to do all the things that I promised myself I would do. And logically, I also knew that isn't true because younger me would be so proud of who I was then. And like me today, I'm so proud of who I was then, even when I was having these thoughts. And comparisonitis is so normal. All of us are in a comparison society. Like we all relate to how well we're feeling 
even like how well I feel today is in comparison to me feeling 100% or me not feeling 100%, right? Like I feel great today. Some days I feel not great and I'm aware of that. And in the same way, I think we we know that we both compare ourselves to where we want to be or hope we would be and to other people that we think are our peers or we think are our equals. And this shows up especially strong on social media. Social media is a weird, weird place, right? Like, I mean, I have met some incredible people on social, like people that I wouldn't have normally. But at the same time, I also feel like I had to actively go and unfollow everyone that was posting that brought up my own feelings of inadequacy. It's not that the person made me feel bad, obviously. They don't even know me, most of them. But that post just brought up these feelings of me wanting what they had and me not being able to discern that not everything I see on social is true. So comparison is normal and it can be healthy when we use it as a gentle challenge to ourselves to keep going, to prove to ourselves if she can do it, so can I. But only you know at the core of your being how someone's photos and videos, if it's on social or someone's words, if it's a peer group setting, what feelings that brings up in you. And until you address those feelings of adequacy and you being worthy as you are now, nothing that you do is going to help because every every interaction is going to bring up this feeling of like jealousy, right? And I promise when you can be in that space and in that realm of feeling so excited for someone for their success, when you can feel so excited and grateful for exactly where you are today because it's everything you wanted and manifested five years ago, your entire being is going to vibrate with joy and that's going to attract all the things that you want in your life now. And it's okay to feel shitty sometimes. It's okay to feel that comparison sometimes. But only you can snap yourself out of it into a space of it being helpful and it being fuel for you progressing and going to the next step of what you want to do. So that's all around comparisonitis. And the second thing was around imposter syndrome. And around imposter syndrome, I remember one time a big consulting firm had come to grad school. I got my MBA at Georgetown and it was a guy leading it. And it was a Caucasian, cis, straight, white man. And he asked basically just like why we didn't already have the jobs that we wanted or like like what questions did we have and I raised my hand and innocently asked him how do you recommend dealing with imposter syndrome and he like looked at me funny and he was like imposter syndrome I've never heard that word what is that is that like a colloquialism and it blew my mind because I'm like every woman I know talks about having imposter syndrome as if it's a part of their identity. And it blew my mind that like this guy had never even heard of the term. So I'm going to start by defining imposter syndrome. So I want to first say that imposter syndrome is not a new phenomenon. This term was actually coined in the 70s by two psychologists, Pauline Vosklans and Suzanne Imes. And the way that they define it is imposter syndrome is the condition of feeling anxious and not experiencing success internally, despite being high-performing in external objective ways. 
So this basically means that you often will feel like a fraud or a phony and like constantly doubt your abilities. You feel like you don't deserve to have the things that you do. You don't deserve to have the clients you do. You don't deserve to have the promotions that you do. And what's interesting is that this is observed in women more than it's observed in men, but it is observed in both. And imposter syndrome, according to them, the psychologists, is what they call a cognitive distortion. So this means that they're not seeing reality as it is. They're seeing it differently. So... A lot of this comes from our growing up, like where do we grow up? What do we believe to be true when we were absorbing information? Like when we were young, when we were kids, what did we hear from our parents, from our teachers, from everyone that we believed to be telling us the absolute truth? And a part of this is social pressure, right? Like you want to fit in with your friends. You want to fit in with your peers. You don't want to be an outcast. Like There's a very strong desire to belong and to be included. A lot of times, this imposter syndrome can come up in not signing up to lead a project. It can come up in saying, oh, no one's going to sign up for this offer anyway, so what's the point of me putting it out? Or it's like whispering our offer one time and then being like, well, no one signed up because I knew that they wouldn't because this offer isn't good enough or I'm not good enough, I'm not experienced enough, whatever. And of course, our own personality, like in whatever personality you believe in is true and works, whether it's the Myers-Briggs, whether it's the Enneagram, whether it's human design. And actually, I'm going to have experts that talk about this in, in all these different ways so that you can identify with one and almost like have a blueprint for things and patterns that show up in your life. And one will resonate with you and one won't. And that's totally fine. All right. So going back to it. Not to use it as a crutch, but all of us have personalities and blueprints of who we are. And sometimes it's very just ingrained in our personality. Like we've been told to be a good girl or a good boy, to keep quiet, to include everyone, to be kind to our siblings, to be like not leave anyone behind, to not outshine. And all of these feelings reflect and show up in a lot of different ways. And imposter syndrome is just one of the symptoms in which they may show up. So imposter syndrome can look like a lot of different things, right? Like it can show up as the fear of losing what we have built. It can show up as the fear of not living up to our own expectations of the expectations that our business partner, our clients, our boss, whatever, have of us. It can also show up as setting unrealistic expectations. One time I had a potential client sign up for a concert call with me and they had literally, this was like August of a few years ago. They signed up for a concert call with me and said that they really want to hit a million dollars in revenue. Great, I can help you do that. However, when I asked them how much money they made that year, they said that they had done $5,000 to date. $5,000 between January and August, and they really had a goal of a million dollars between August and December. Do I think that that's unrealistic? Perhaps a little bit. And perhaps even they knew that it was unrealistic because they didn't have any marketing channel set up, no audience. Their offer wasn't even like it was a high ticket, multi-million dollar offer. They were selling like a $50 product. You have to sell a lot of of that to get to a million dollars. I'm not saying to not have big goals. I'm just saying that setting unrealistic expectations and goals of yourself is one way in which you prove to yourself, I'm not capable of this. And so 
this self-doubt, this ability of, of ours to, to kind of question where we want to be and where we are now is a gift if we can, if we can see it. Once you become aware of it, it's so much easier to work through it. One thing to know is imposter syndrome is more common than you might think. 75% of executive women experience it. This is according to a KPMG study. I went on a rabbit hole of research, by the way, you guys, for this. But what's interesting is most people, and I, 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 wanna, I just want to like cross-reference and look up the stat. Okay, 74% of women that do experience imposter syndrome believe that their male counterparts do not experience it. And 81% of the women believe that they put more pressure on themselves not to fail than men do. And this is not to be like a, a like women experience something more than men. It's just like realizing that as women entrepreneurs, because most of my audience is women. So if you're listening to this, there is a pretty high likelihood that you're a woman who has a business or wants to start a business. Realizing that like you are in community with all of these other women that are so badass, like we can do anything. And it's not just you experiencing it. It's like three fourths of the people that you look up to experience it too. And when I was thinking about why, first of all, why do people experience imposter syndrome, I found another study that was done that is actually the opposite of imposter syndrome. It's called the Dunning-Kruger effect. And it's a cognitive bias that leads to people believing that they can do things that they can't actually do. Like they truly, like this is called like, I think the way that they phrased it in the study was Dunning-Kruger effect believes. Dunning-Kruger effect has low ability. People believe that they're smarter and more capable than, than they actually are. So do with that information what you will. But it's just realizing that this is a scientific truth, that there are a lot of different reasons. And we can correct this because we have the ability to observe and to change this pattern. We can't go back and tell ourselves something different as kids. We can't go back and be like changing the environment that corporate America had us believe, right? So there's four things that you can do to just address imposter syndrome. The first is to keep a note. Keep a note on your phone, keep a sticky note, a digital sticky note on your computer, a folder in your email. Save proof for all the times that you do things that you thought were impossible, that you did hard things that you didn't think you could do. Be proud of those accomplishments. Keep those. And on the flip side, also journal or write down all the times that you thought your world was going to end when something didn't work out. And the fact that you're alive, you're here, you're listening to this podcast, you're where you are means things did work out. Maybe they didn't work out like you thought that they would, but you're okay. And that is something to celebrate. The second thing you can do is to talk to people that you can look up to about this topic. Surround yourself with people that inspire you, people that you want to be like. And what follows from that is you join masterminds, you join groups 
where you feel inspired. You want to be like these people and you feel like your wins are celebrated. And that also means that you unfollow or unsubscribe from anything and anyone that makes you feel shitty, that makes you feel less than, that sends you into a spiral of, again, comparisonitis. The thought is to realize that you have the ability to not sabotage yourself anymore. And this means that you adopt behaviors and you adopt thought patterns that are moving the needle forward for you. And the last one is to keep what resonates with you and to disregard the rest. You will come across a lot of books, a lot of things that resonate with you. And once you start really recognizing yourself and stepping into and being detached from that identity of good versus bad or only being good when you accomplish some things or only giving yourself love when you've accomplished your next goal, just detach from it. And it's so much easier to be in flow, so much easier to get things done and to do things that you want to do. So this was a little bit of a different episode than I've recorded. And I have to be honest and say that I too experienced a little bit of imposter syndrome as I was recording it. I am by no means the expert on these topics, right? But I think that all the work that I do, I am in a coaching certification pro- program and I'm, I'm in a manifestation program. I love psychology and behavioral economics. Like I love learning all these things. And the more I learn, the more fascinated I am by our brains and realizing that the only person that can take us out of the game is us ourselves. And so the only person that can keep us in our game and in the game is us ourselves. And you can always lean on people for support. I am always here for you. Reach out to me on Instagram at Ankita Tarol. Send me an email at hello at the heartlet entrepreneur. I'm here for you. I hope that this episode resonated with you. I hope that you know that you're not alone, that you know that you can accomplish anything that you set out to do. And my only parting request is make sure that your goals and desires are aligned with you and what you really want and not pushing you back into what society expects you to do. Not goals that are like, I want to build a million dollar brand because that's what I see my peers doing. Or I want to accomplish X revenue or X accomplishments or get on whatever list or get published in whatever just because that is a random marker of success that I now associate with being worthy. And if you can form your desires on what you truly want, the sky is the limit. And I cannot wait to support you as you go accomplish your dreams. Just remember to do it from your heart. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you enjoyed this conversation as much as I did. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcast. And please share this episode with your friends. Until we meet again, dear entrepreneur, I hope you remember to lead from your heart.